Iowa everywhere. Mike Palm, Mike Palm. Ken, Miller. Ken Miller, together on Iowa everywhere. Welcome to the Hook, powered by Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa everywhere. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Hook. My name is Ken Miller. That's Mike Palm, the Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports, as he joins us from the desert, where my guess is it isn't snowing like it is here uh, throughout the your home state, Mike Palm. You remember the first snowfall of the year, how much joy that brings? Oh, yes, especially for the children. The children love it. Uh, no, we've been pretty nice here, though. It's uh, you know overnight around 40 degrees and then gets up to about 60 in the daytime, which is about 15 degrees cooler than normal. But it's perfect because on like Mondays and Tuesdays when I'm off, uh, you know, afternoons being outside, it's just perfect. Yeah, indeed. I, I can only imagine. No, you're right. Great for the kids. Little uh, uh, different path as far as pets who've never seen snow before. Man, I thought my dog was messed up from the spring or from the fall back a couple of weeks ago, which he was. This is a whole new layer to it. Anyways, hopefully he'll stay out of the show here and we can just talk sports and sports wagering for the next oh half hour or so. Well, Mike, a lot of ground to cover, obviously. Let's go back to last night, uh, just a Monday night football, put a cap on the NFL a slate from this weekend and maybe a quick look ahead to uh, to uh, the upcoming week. But the commanders go in Philadelphia feeling really good about themselves. Hadn't lost a game all year. There's something about this division. I've always been a new uh, an NFC East guy and I don't root for a team there. I'm a Broncos fan, but there's something about the division. Uh, was Washington winning the football game a good result for you? I have to imagine there were a lot of parlays going into last night that had the Eagles part of it. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, we basically, uh, we lost to the over. We won a little bit to Washington. It did knock out some money line parlays with the Eagles and teasers uh, with the Eagles. So it was sort of a mixed bag of result, a little good for us. Uh, we got beat up in college basketball last night. So uh, that that's, you know, you've talked about it time and time again. This is the vulnerable time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you know, it wasn't a terrific NFL week, um, but last night didn't hurt us too bad. Well, you know, let, let me pick up on that college basketball and then I'll get back to the NFL as a, um, you know, a guy that logs on to his circa account and, um, he, he's not a sharp by any means or she not a sharp by any means. Is there a way to tell where you guys are? You know, when, when you guys have had a line that's been put out there that some of the people, the sharps that do uh, take air, air quote advantage of these lines early in the season. Can, can we tell what should we look for? You can only tell if you're tracking the movement from the openers and the overnights. So for college basketball, you're going to look at the overnight line uh, and then, and then look whatever time you're going to bet then an hour or two before the game, see what the movement's been. Also check the money line movement again, because that's where you're susceptible early here. There's a lot of free squares. I know TCU got beat last night in a yep. big upset game. There's a lot of free squares, though, in college basketball right now. And uh, DePaul was probably one of them last night. You know, they're very short favorite in Minnesota. They were, they, they look very impressive. But, you know, it's not uncommon to put five, six, seven, eight teams together with these home teams, especially that are double-digit favorites and very rarely lose. 
uh, and and just make parlays to get you even money, basically. Right. When the four or five minus four dollars minus five dollars minus six dollar favorites, um, you can count on one hand in the times that those teams go down in a week, and sometimes they don't at all. Right. I mean, I think Chris Williams said we went last night. He had eleven teamer put together, all overwhelming home favorites. Right. No. Uh, I don't recall if he had TC on his ticket or not. Uh, for his sake, I hope that he did. You know, back to the NFL from the weekend. Minnesota-Buffalo was a fantastic football game. It had a little something for everybody uh, in the game. Just a remarkable finish. The Vikings looked cooked, and then they get the lead, and then they looked like they were going to win. Uh, too much time on the clock, dot, dot, dot. Who did you need in that game, and what was it like, you know, as the game was unfolding? Was there much, was there much play? Well, uh, what we didn't want – was overtime because the death number was Buffalo by six. So overtime opened up Buffalo by six because remember the line had gone from eight to three and a half to six to four to sit, you know, it kept vacillating on all these different reports, whether Josh Allen was going to play any result that Minnesota won was a good result for us. So, you know, it wouldn't have been horrific if Buffalo wins, you know, by four, then they fumble and Minnesota gets the lead and, and all that. And, and it just set up like how all these circumstances for Buffalo by six. But fortunately, they, that didn't happen. Uh, and, uh, you know, we live to tell the tale. Yeah, with Green Bay and Tampa Bay both winning, Tampa Bay putting on a little bit of a, a win streak here, going over and winning in Germany and Green Bay uh, beating uh, the Cowboys in the fashion that they did. Um, with those two veteran quarterbacks, look, all they have to do is get in, right? And then you got to think, that, well, the Packers have a chance. They have Rodgers. Likewise, uh, the Buccaneers with Brady. Are either of those two teams trending upward in your mind, in your power rankings? Um, I don't know. They're They're – Green Bay should be better than they are. So that's the one that's more scary if, if you look at it. No, I don't think anybody would want to get Green Bay as a wild card team in the playoffs. Just because you can see what they can do when they put their mind to running the ball. You know, but then they get away from it. You know, you run the ball successfully in Buffalo and then you just abandon the running game in Detroit and then you run the ball very, very well against Dallas. So it's still with Rodgers. And, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over when he's right and, and – to me, the question is still his hand, right? Is his hand, is his hand there? Um, I just think the Bucks are limited offensively, and so it's a tougher task for them. But they can still win the division, so they can get a home game. So it's really hard to say. But I think it, you know, in the market, the Bucks could probably be shorter just because of the fact that they loom with a home game instead of having to win three on the road as a wild card. Eagles losing that uh, last night in the fashion that they did. Washington was a more physical football team in that, in that game, I thought. Does that do anything to change your opinion as to where the NFC power resides? Is it well, still Philadelphia? You know, I, I still think, you know, look at that line Sunday night seven against the Chargers. I still think the market values the 49ers very highly. And, and in some minds, I think the Eagles and the 49ers are one in one A even though the 49ers record doesn't indicate that and you have teams with better records this is Minnesota, obviously the giants, um, people put the 49ers right there. Um, when it comes playoff time, I don't know if it does anything. I, I tell you, Washington was just terrific running the football and controlling the clock in that game. They suddenly become in play as a wild card team. Now. Mm. I mean, there's a shot. If Seattle were to falter, you could get all four teams in out of the East. Right, because the South probably won't have a wild card. No, if nope. Seattle's out. It would be Green Bay that would be the threat. Minnesota's so far ahead in that division now. 
uh, with the record. So there is a possibility that the East could get four teams. Uh, very interesting. Uh, and um, following your math, I, I, I could see that happening. Although, I, I don't know, but the Giants seeming – if there is one to fall out to me, after watching Washington last night, I was impressed. I think the Giants may be the vulnerable team in that division as far as playoff, uh, playoff opportunity. I, I still, you know, look at Dallas and the way they lose games. They're just, they're, they're never a cinch to me that Dallas is going to make it. And they're probably not going to win the division because of Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just, look, they go to Minnesota and they're favored in this game. I mean, tell me about that. Why the Cowboys should be favored in Minnesota. I don't get that number. I mean, if that, that's a tease, everybody will be teasing the Vikings up past seven where it sits now at one and a half Cowboys. <laughs> really? Wow. Uh, you guys at Circa have a yes-no playoff option uh, as, as part of your NFL offering. What are the commanders, Mike? Because if indeed you think that that's maybe something that's – there's a pathway there. Look, uh, Taylor Heineke impressed the heck out of me la- last night. Chase Young, who is a difference maker on defense, apparently after being gone a year, is going to try and play this week. Not saying he's going to be the same guy he was prior to the injury, but he's a pretty darn good football player. Why do you have the commanders, yes, no, make the playoffs? Particularly the yes. Go all the way to the bottom to W here, wouldn't we? Let's see how they have this organized. Uh, Oh, no, it's by by, uh, – I think it's divisions. They are yes to make the playoffs plus 250, no minus 295. Not bad. Pretty much right in the middle, right? Cowboys no is ten to one. You can get ten to one if you think the Cowboys could miss out. Is that something that's got I mean, obviously you can't on circa, but is that something that you might be recommending? Is that what I hear? I don't know. I just I, I just I'm I've seen it too many times with the Cowboys and McCarthy and how do they lose that? There's no reason they should have lost that game in Green Bay. They were in control no. of that game and I I think they're better coaches when Dak is not in there because they manage the game more with Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. They know his limitations, and they manage the football game. With Dak, they don't manage the football game. So Kellen Moore, you think, is, is calling, using a different side of the playbook for him? Well, it, he's, he's your play caller, and McCarthy's yeah. the head coach. I think, yes, I think they get a very limited menu with Cooper Rush, and they stick to things, mm-hmm. and they know they're going to try to win a game scoring 20 points, 23 points. With Dak, they just keep pressing forward like they, they should. They, they're a seven-point favorite in the, foot, in the Super Bowl. Right, right. Uh, we'll get to the college football in a minute. I want to stop because I want to uh, go back to baseball. There was a, obviously a big story. Uh, Mattress Mac, who is a, a furniture dealer out of the uh, Houston area, uh, this guy bets big, big money, as you know. You've seen the stories. You know that uh, actually came into the state of Iowa, uh, beat up on, uh, t- took $5 million of Bet Fred's money. You guys at Circa take big, big bets. Um, you told us, Trent and I, on, on our Mediacom show that you actually met with, met with Mattress Mac, and he laid out some requirements that if he was going to bet with Circa, he needed this, that, and the other thing, and you guys weren't willing to go there. What were those other things, Mike? So this started several years ago during the, the Astros when they played uh, the Nationals in the World Series. Uh, what was that, 19? Anyhow. Yep. And, and we never met with him, but it's with his representatives, right? With, with uh, the guys that do the scouting for him that we're very familiar with. Um, so Frank and Tony. So the thing with Mac is he's going to come in and off and, and propose to make a large wager, but he wants better than the price you're offering. So we actually took, I think, three or four bets for him from between 100000 and 250000 on the Astros back in nineteen. Mm-hmm. which it turns out they lose in seven, right, to the 
to the national. So he, he hit a couple single game bets in there, but we won from him and we gave him 10, 15 cents better than the market at that time. But it was also a marketing ploy, Kenny, because circus, who knew about circus sports then? Right. At that we time, we started right. June 1st. Right. We just, right. we just opened. So it was yep. a little bit to get our name out there. Now come 2022, he comes in and the price on the Astros is plus 275, and he wants to bet a million dollars at five to one. Well, there's no reason for us to take that bet. You know, we talk about it at plus 375. Do we want a million? But why would we give him a dollar 25 better than the market? To, but we don't need to do that. Nor I don't think would we have ever done that that big of a variance back three years ago as well. So we did no business with him this year. So do you, is it your opinion that that's probably the deal he's getting with whoever he does business with now? Where whenever he makes the bet, he's always getting better than what they offer. He will yeah. not make a bet at market price. He's he's a very shrewd person, right? And and yep. goes through all this. He's not this bumpkin mattress salesman from Houston <laughs> who loves his team. Okay, don't let's not start with that persona. Yeah. Uh, that gets me going. Well, the uh, the everyman underdog, not, not yeah. even close. Yeah, no. So uh, um, interesting. Do you would you have would you have taken his money if he would have played by your rules? I would I would have advised not to take a million. Yeah. I mean we we were giving we were giving folks um, I think in the market to win a half million. So whatever that would have been. I mean if it was if it was plus three seventy five, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that would have been a hundred hundred and forty thousand, hundred thirty five thousand. So I would have gone bump- above and beyond. Gotcha. So the so the bump that I mean obviously it cost them this year. There's no way that whoever he took their money, they're getting five million dollars worth of marketing on this, right? No way. And these little books in Iowa, you said one's already done. I mean, yes. both of those two books that took the million to win five million had revenues of less than seventy five thousand in the year. I mean, there's no way. How could how could they have paid that out? So um, even Caesars was discussed on their earning call because it? it was a thirty million dollar variance at Caesars. The bets were at ten to one. Either they won three million or lost thirty million. On their earnings call for the fourth quarter, they even mentioned that it, the variable was the Astros winning the World Series. It was a, it was a thirty million dollar variance. Unbelievable. Let's uh, let's move from there and let's get back to college football. How was the college football week for you guys? Not too bad. Um, it, it helped obviously. Uh, some of the West Coast results helped us. Uh, Wash, you were Washington played very well, beat Oregon. Mm-hmm. UCLA loses. I mean, it was a it was a really bad week for the Pac-12, but that helped us. Uh, with the upsets out there, um, uh, you know, in, in the bigger games, it, it was up and down. But we, we came out ahead on Saturday. You know, you watch a lot of football. Trent and I had this conversation on our on our radio show on KXNO. Michael Penix a pro to you, quarterback for Washington? I always say there should be more, right? He has these flashes, and then he goes in these doldrums with some of, some of the throws are head scratchers, right? These interceptions. Well, the interception throws. was just egregious. The interceptions are egregious, but he's got the talent. He, I mean, he stood out at Indiana, what he did with the program there. Mm-hmm. Could be, Kenny. He, he could be. Is he, is he big enough? He's got the arm. Is he big enough? Can he read the coverages in the, in the NFL? Because uh, he's, he's not really a, the running quarterback, right? He's not right. that hybrid six-back type offense. He's a thrower. Uh, he could be, though, but uh, – he, he, when he's good, he's really good. Mm. Let's go. Iowa and Iowa State, I'm guessing you didn't see a lot of play on those two games. There's just so many games. Uh, Iowa State was favored in the game. They lost another one. Uh, Iowa, on the other hand, uh, they're getting, I think, almost a pick game for the most part against Wisconsin. And uh, here they go, the Hawks, and they could get to uh, back to Indianapolis to play for a championship. 
I, how does this Ferentz do it? How does he do it with this team? Basically, he's asking his offense for one score a game. Right. That's all they need. Look at Bogdan and intercept. The same thing with Wisconsin. Neither team moved the ball at all. I would, and I was sweating the under thirty-five with you guys. <laughs> but what a, what a brilliant drive to end the game. Basically, taking seven minutes off the clock. I mean, he does so much with so little there. And now, this should be a terrific game against. They control their own destiny. Mm-hmm. Well, because, because Illinois is going to lose. Illinois not Michigan. winning at Michigan. Okay, right. so forget that. They beat Purdue straight up. Yep. Right. They beat yep. Wisconsin. They control their own destiny. Now they they got to go and win at Minnesota, and then I like them against Nebraska. I like their chances. Um, Iowa State is the total opposite side of the coin. You know, I told Chris I would have played the side. That I said Iowa State's going to win this game by three scores. Use it in a in a pleaser. Lay ten with them. I mean this. They should have won by three touchdowns, and they lose the game. Matt Campbell loses every close game. It's You could write a clinic on what he does. It's just so disgusting. I mean, I had him, of course. I laid one and a half. Uh, I, I put him in parlays. I mean, how could they lose that game, Kenny? Oklahoma they, State had no offense. Yeah. And it's just – I don't know, I mean, if, if where this program is going, but this guy can't win a close game. Well, uh yeah, it was it was a head scratch. The fourth down and one in the shotgun. That that to me, um, and and he does it all the time. I mean, they they went under center once, Mike. Once. You know what happened two weeks ago in West Virginia when they needed to pick up a yard? Went under center. They got it. Hmm. What did they do this week at Oklahoma State? Uh, wasn't the case. All right, let, let's uh, let's move on uh, to the uh, best teams in in college football. What did you see this uh, this week amongst the upper echelon? Obviously, as you mentioned, it was a bad week for the Pac-12. Oregon going down. I guess that maybe opens up the door for USC. Yeah, it. They haven't beaten anybody, so they'll have to beat teams right down the stretch. But it, it weakens the Pac-12. They're, if they beat UCLA, their win over UCLA is discredited. If they have to play Oregon in the championship game, it's a two-loss Oregon team, one of them by 40 to Georgia. I mean, TCU, here we go. Now, um, they get Baylor and Iowa State and then a Big 12 championship game. But, boy, the defense looked awful good against Texas. The offense couldn't do but that was a game of total offensive ineptitude. TCU started six drives inside Texas territory in the first half. And led three nothing, but this Ewers, I mean, I don't think he's that accurate of a passer. But what is Sarkeesian doing? The guy's zero for nine, and he won't give him a, a, a just a short pass to get him a completion. <laughs> they just keep throwing go routes, and the guy can't hit anybody. I, 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 I if you're Texas, that's a game you have to win at home on a Saturday night. Yeah. So TCU stays alive. They stay alive. They stay alive. You know, you could have a scenario here. It's starting to play out this way that the Michigan-Ohio State loser in a close game, you could still get two Big Ten teams in. I agree. Because of the dominance of these two teams, Mm -hmm. um, and if that game's 31-28, they might have an argument. I I know what happens in the SEC. LSU's going to be the West. So, right, we know it's Georgia-LSU. Can a two-loss LSU team? I don't think so. Never Um, had one. Tennessee needs some things to fall in their favor here, but they're going to run out and they'll have one loss at Georgia. So it'll all be up to the voters again, which is the, the way they like it here. But I think the Pac-12 is on the outside looking in. I really do. I think Tennessee's a great spot. If they stay at five, they know that Michigan and Ohio State still have to play. I don't like T. Like, I've been dead wrong on TCU all season. In fact, I love Texas this week, and I did move the number up. I It was seven. I think I moved it to nine and a half. Um, I, I, I felt 
confident that Texas was going to win the football game. I was wrong on TCU. I've been wrong on Michigan. I thought Michigan, after they played Iowa, I thought that eh, they're a nice team, but I know Iowa doesn't have any offense. They're not that good. So can you see any way that the SEC and the Big Ten are the only representatives in this thing? Is that even allowed? I don't think they'll do it, though. I don't think they'll do that. They'll have to make a choice. They can't just have two conferences. Uh, the ACC is going to get left out. We know that. Yeah. Uh, and if TCU loses, the Big 12 will get left out. Um, it's possible, but it, it's not a good thing, right? They're going to, you know, they're going to say it's only a two conference. They'll if find Utah a way wins get, the Pac-12? They'll find a way to get USC in if that's the case, if USC runs the table. But if USC runs the table, I think the one loss Ohio State or Michigan are still better. Uh, and Tennessee obviously have a better resume playing in the SEC as well. But for balance, I know they desperately want a Pac-12 team, and the Pac-12 has been so irrelevant to the process for a half decade now, and that's such a big part of the country from a population standpoint, a TV standpoint. It's tough to say, you know, you draw the line through the, through the, through the, the Great Plains and then nothing else matters west of it. So um, we'll see. I, I guess it'll be played on the field here. Yeah, indeed it will. Um, action's taking place. It's we. This is our final full week. Well, full week. It's two days, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then they finish up on Tuesday. What kind of act? What kind of? What does that do for your business? Well, it gets people into the book at least on a Tuesday night with nothing else going on, um, and people like to bet it. They love to bet the overs in the MAC, right? Bet the dogs in the overs is always the thing in the MAC, and usually mm-hmm. you'll come out ahead doing that. So it, it creates some handle for us. Um, you know, 25, 30,000 a game. It gets us some handle and it gets us some business in the book. So it gives us some life. I mean, it'd be much better to, if, if, to have it than not have it. If we didn't have it, we'd have some, you know, some very dead nights with uh, a few NBA games. And the NHL always has such an unbalanced schedule of 2 12 and yeah. 3 9. And it's right. amazing. <laughs> It really is. I mean, Wednesday have three games, uh, and I know it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, since you brought up the NHL, what caught your attention this week? New Jersey. I, I, I mentioned them last week. Here they yeah. go, nine in a row now. I mean, the, the, have the they real, won that many games in a row? Nine in a row. Kenny, I just wow. looked at it this morning. Uh, Boston, the Knights, and New Jersey have the three best records in the NHL right now. And you would can you I go one further? Can you tell me who has the fourth best record? Um. Well, uh, you're I tell say you, Winnipeg, Winnipeg. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hellebuck is. Oh. I, I would vote Hellebuck the Vezina right now if the season yeah. ended today because he's just been fantastic, and he keeps them in all these games, and then they sort of kind of score in bursts. Um, but but it's interesting. How about the Blues? They win three, then they lose eight, and now they've won another three. Did you see the end of the game last night? I didn't. They're, they're up one, three to two. They take a penalty with two minutes to go, so it's a six on four. Right. And then uh, seven seconds into the power play, a high-sticking penalty, so it was a oh six my. on three for a minute 53, and they didn't give up a goal. Bennington was just – so they, they won three, lost eight. Now they've won three in a row again. And on the road, coming out on the road and doing it in Vegas and Colorado back-to-back. That, that's saying something. You know what? If you're a Blues fan, I got you. You're probably thinking to yourself, you know, we got them right where we want them. Yeah. Right there in the bottom of the Central Division mm-hmm. uh, is is where you find them this week. What about the Los Angeles Kings? You've seen much Kings hockey? I've seen them a couple of times. I kind of think they might have. Uh, they might be live. 
how much does Quick have left? And Cal, Peter, Cal Peterson is not who I thought he was going to be a couple of years ago. You know that? I think he's regressed. So that's my hang-up on the Kings. Uh, I think they're going to give up too many goals. They can't play a defensive style if they don't have the goaltending uh, to go along with it. So I'm not real high on the Kings. I think Minnesota's starting to round into form a little bit. Uh, they were off Do to you? a slow start. Yeah. Um, how much does Flurry have left? How many starts are you going to get out of him? I don't know, but the Wild, the Wild are a playoff team to me for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, Central's just so tough. Nashville, though, they're not off to a very good start. No, the Blues are where all. they are. Um, Arizona stinks, and the Blackhawks are a couple of years away. I think at least a couple of years away. The Pacific Division is bad, Kenny. It was bad, and it's still bad. Yeah, I keep waiting for the two Alberta teams, Mike. I mean, Calgary, I think – Calgary's got too much talent. Huberdeau's been out of the lineup. When he gets back, maybe Calgary? Campbell played well this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Calgary, I don't know. They give up five goals at home to the Kings. I mean, they're – you know, Markstrom can be good at times. I'm not a big Vladar guy. Uh, so I would take Edmonton of the two of them. Because Edmonton went to the east and played more of a defensive style down in the southeast against Carolina, against mm. uh, Tampa Bay. I'd take Carolina's a really good under team. All these totals are still six and six and a half. Are they? This Carolina, you can, they don't give up any goals. They don't oh. score too many either. They right. make you work for everything. They're in Chicago last night again, three nothing. I think they've played six or seven in a row to the under. Interesting. Well, I've got a whole bunch of Carolina to, to yeah. uh, skate around with the Stanley Cup come June, if, if indeed we get there. You know, maybe this is a better question for next week, but let me ask you this is before we get out of here. Uh, Thanksgiving uh, is next Thursday. So we've got the Bills uh, and, and, the, and the Lions. We've got the Cowboys and the Giants uh, in the middle of the afternoon. And then the nightcap is the Patriots and the Vikings. I believe that Mississippi and Mississippi State will also play that day. Uh, of, of the three NFL windows, I'm guessing the Cowboys will do the most business. What's next in line? Then the late game. Is it? Yeah, because people, because the people it's early and people are cooking and they're traveling, they're going to where they're going to be. The early game, and it's always Detroit, does the least amount of business on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Aren't yeah, you getting excited for World Cup? I am um, to an extent because Canada's in it, so for that reason. So I'm going to pick your brain on this. What um, has, has my squad got a chance? Oh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> no uh, ice and sticks, right? Yeah. I, I, I tell you who's down is Mexico. I don't think Mexico – the last five World Cups, Mexico has gotten to the knockout stage. I, they, they got a shot not to get there this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the interesting bet is what continent wins it. Oh. And, you know, the two favorites are both from South America. Brazil's the favorite. Argentina's the second favorite. Argentina, of course, this is Messi's last World Cup, so that's a storyline. <laughs> it will be very interesting because this is the first November World Cup. Yep. Oh, it's played in June, but the searing heat of Qatar. Now, will this hurt the North American and the European teams to get used to this weather? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I think that's a factor. Also, early, the first round, the first games, unless one team is a lot better than the other, I bet unders, Kenny, because nobody wants to lose that first match. You want to get at least one point. So look at that as well. And then I wrote wrote an article for the the VEASAN World Cup guide about in-game opportunities as well. Uh, That's interesting. So what's a normal – 
What's a normal total uh, in a World Cup game, Mike? I mean, I've never bet a soccer. Watch a ton of them. I've never bet one. They'll you know, start how- out. They'll yep. start out two and a half. Sorry, Kenny. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> start out. They'll start out two and a half. Yeah. And then they'll get down to two as as it goes on. Unless there's one team is a lot better and they're favored by one and a half or two goals, then the total will be three. Mm-hmm. But the World Cup, compare it to uh, Champions League, which is the, the of Europe, which is the next highest level of soccer. You know, it's at least it's probably 0.6 to 0.7 goals a game less than what you see in Champions League. It's, it's much more nervy and defensive of a style because it's once every four years. Right. And you really have emphasis on not conceding goals. Is is there a country that you're looking at that maybe as a flyer take a flyer on with the, you know maybe not uh, I mean, double digit odds but better than you know six eight to one? Um, you know I was going to tell you Senegal, and I still think they'll advance. But Sadio Mane's hurt. Uh, Eduardo Mende, who's um, I'll take your word for it, is a top flight goaltender. They could make some noise, but I don't know if Mane's going to get back. They said he'll miss one, maybe two matches. I would probably still get out of group. But if he's not back for a knockout, I don't know if they can win any knockout matches. They've got a witch doctor working on him. <laughs> no, seriously, they've got a witch it. doctor working on him. So um, I don't ever I, – I don't get too much into futures, and I don't want to bet short shots. So, right. you know, Belgium's always interesting because of the goaltending and De Bruyne and that. But, the, you know, all these European sides – and it comes down to, and then they'll play, you know, you'll get to 16 and one team wins one to nothing. And, you know, it comes down to a penalty here and there. And so. What about the French? Well, Paul Pogba's out. And I think that's a reason they're not going to win it. He's out for the entirety of it, you know, because usually they have the long break heading into it and teams haven't played for two uh-huh. months. Right. This is now coming right in the middle of league one in France and the EPL and the Bundesliga and La Liga in Spain. So these guys have been playing right up till Sunday, and they've injuries in the last two weeks will play a big factor in this World Cup. Mm. Um, from a Las Vegas perspective, does this bring people to town to bet on this event? No, not really. Um, but you'll have people come out to bars and watch. And we, we're doing, of course, the timing's great because the book would be empty. 2 a.m., 5 a.m., oh, uh, 8 a.m., 11 a.m. And uh, we've sold out 70% of the book for the England-USA um, game. Um, the Mexico games, we've sold um, like uh, 30% of the book out for the Mexico games. So that'll be good. And then some of the big European matchups will be good. Whenever we have the the uh, um, Champions League final, it's filled to the brims of people. It looks like an NFL Sunday because people support different EPL teams yeah. and different Spanish teams and that. So. It'll, it'll be good for the book in that in those wee morning hours we'll have activity. <laughs> Get you out of here on this. A soccer crowd as opposed to an NFL Sunday. What's more rowdy? Um, well, I say it's an NFL Sunday because people have uh, a lot more money invested on it and they're in mm-hmm. these pools and they might be in a survivor. And by the way, we lose uh, uh, 29 Jeez. this week. So we're down to the mid-80s, Kenny. Uh, 10 with the Eagles last night. Um, eight with the Bears. That really surprised me. Mm-hmm. The Bears. Who else did we lose? Uh, there was one. I think it was Pittsburgh. Both ways, uh, Pittsburgh and uh, the Saints. So there was one out there. Uh, but twenty nine. So we're in the mid eighties. Only seven of the I think it's eighty five or eighty six entries can win the the million dollar bonus. 
right? Because so they haven't used last year's. Seventy-eight of them have used one of the Super or both yeah. of the Super Bowl teams already. So it's amazing. We'll see as we go through Thanksgiving how many are going to be left uh, when we talk in two weeks. Indeed. Great stuff, Mike Palm. We'll talk to you in one week uh, next Tuesday as we'll uh, do the hook and we'll talk about those uh, that slate of games coming up on Thanksgiving. Mike, uh, you, uh, I'll, I'll, well, I won't see you, but I'll hear you on the radio with Trent on Miller and Condon on uh, Friday at uh, 12.05 here Central Time. Mike, have a good rest of your week and thanks everybody out there for watching the hook, brought, the hook brought to you by our friends at Circus Sports. You can download the app or check them out online. If you're headed out to Vegas, make sure uh, that um, at least check out the website downtown. You'll be glad you do. How's Bacon Nation doing, by the way, at Ter- the D? Terrific. And this will sound surprising to you maybe, but they have an unbelievable shrimp scampi that I discovered trying to just do a different thing. It's really, really, really good. But, uh, you know, they're full. Their people are coming in to try it out, so we're excited for it. And, and people at Bar Canada ordering, right, you know, they have uh, – a QR code right there. They can order on their phone and then they put it in a, they put it in a, a heated locker and you just go pick it up. Oh, you, know, nice. and you get a text, your food's ready and you walk 20 steps over and get your food. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. Speaking of Bar Canada, this is the Grey Cup week. I'm sure you're aware. Oh, yes. It's Toronto and it's Winnipeg. Winnipeg going for three straight. Um, how much business will you do on? It's a good number. It's five and a half. Will you do any right? No, we will, but we get people. We, we booked the playoff games in CFL. And maybe next year we'll book the regular season, but we book all the playoff games. I, I think I've had three different groups uh, emailed me in the last month saying, will we show the, the Grey Cup? And they were going to come in, so we've got tables reserved for them at Bar Canada. As you should. Good stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Palm. We'll talk to you on the radio on Friday. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for watching The Hook, brought to you by Circus Sports. We'll see you next time. Iowa everywhere.